Hey, welcome to Minivan Men. I'm Maz Jobrani here along with Al Madrigal and Chris Spencer. We've got a great episode lined up for you today. Stay tuned. We're going to have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Minivan Men. Our guest today is Chris Mancini, author of Pacify Me, but more importantly, stand-up comedian. I think uh, that's what we all have in common, and it's exciting that Chris is actually our first guest. Welcome oh, to the show. Great to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> we, I, tell you, I, I know it was a, a, a last-minute booking, and I liked how you guys sent me the entire email chain. Oh, you got directions. that? Oh, yeah, that was me. So, oh, it was, it was really it was entertaining to everything. read, like... Uh, uh, hey, I, I can't make Thursday. Don't kill me. And yeah. then uh, uh, we need better artwork for this. And uh, hey, yeah, <laughs> we need oh. a guest. All the <laughs> and everything. we need a guest. Well, that's the thing. Also, Denzel Washington, not and, available. Um, <laughs> it, uh, amongst things that he does, yeah, filmmaker. I yes. mean, he's doing quite a bit. But mm-hmm. also one of the hosts of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast that I have been a guest on. Yes, and we, he does that with uh, Graham Elwood. What are you doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you could be the last minute guest for the yes. comedy film nerds. <laughs> we'll be even. So yeah. <laughs> um, you do so much, and then on top of that, you are a dad and you're a husband. So very tired. Yes, like all very, of us. Just very can you just tired. tell them the, the, describe the picture on the cover, which is genius to me. On that the cover is, of your book, Pacify Me. That is uh, a six pack of beer, and one of the beer is replaced with a baby bottle, and one of the beer has a pacifier on it. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> was so, that your doing? No, that was actually the publisher. They my, they came my, up with that. They had lie. a really good publisher and a fantastic editor, and with all you know, great development people that you work with, they quit. Let me so. ask, <laughs> let me ask you this real quick because we're gonna get into the, what the book's about and 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 get into some of the stuff. The title, like I've 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 done comedy specials. And coming up with the title is the hardest part for any tour, any special. Did this title just hit you right away or did it take a while? Nope. Publisher as well. Pacify and, uh, Me. Yeah, Pacify Me. The publisher came up with it because uh, there's a whole thing in books where you never go with the first title. Authors get their titles um, removed and changed all the time. The original title for the book was My Life is Over. Because <laughs> when you have kids, that's what guys, that's the first thought that goes into our heads. And uh, the uh, the editors was like, you know what, it's a little too negative because we want uh, women to buy the book for their husbands and, and uh, uh, mm. when they're about to have uh, kids. So how about Pacify Me? And, uh, you know, when development people offer you like different changes and titles, your first reaction is no. And then he goes, what about Pacify Me? like, genius that's, yeah that's perfect and i really is, uh, i've never i'm fought. on board yeah i don't really fight the development people sure yeah. is that what you want okay yeah. that's great no, but, that's no, but fine. Did, did they pitch that pacify me with the because because it's genius already but then the top but then the picture takes the whole it to thing. other level yeah the whole thing the uh the guy the whole team was amazing and that, so what that's what did like, you do I actually, I wrote a few of the words in between all the other work that they did. <laughs> in between the colorful pictures, I, uh, I wrote some words and strung them together. Well, mainly you're dealing with the anxieties that people may have. Having this child, absolutely, your, your life obviously changes. And, and it, was, just... it was one of those things that I heard all the time from other guys, like, oh, I'm about to have a baby, man, my life is over. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of guys feel that way. Why is there no books? Why is nobody talking about it? Why, is, why are guys not a- allowed to say that they're freaked out about having kids? Uh, because women talk about it all the time, like, oh, I'm kidding, I'm worried about blah, 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 I have these crappy books by Jenna McCarthy I can read, there's there's nothing for guys. And there's no humor book, I mean, there is that no. big Bible of sort of what to expect when you're expecting, and there's all the books that we still sort of have around our right. house, I'm sure you have everything, just yeah, knowing course, your wife. Yeah, right. yeah. So, I mean, the book's really about the journey, from being freaked out about being a dad, to actually um, getting over those fears, and loving being a dad, and uh, accepting your new role, and having you, you enjoy it more than you ever thought you would 
So, you know, it's about four plot points, four acts, like a movie, you know. <laughs> and did you... Our did, lives. Did, our and did, did you do uh, research or was it all your experiences? And the, It, it yeah. was pretty much all... It, it's a very personal book. In fact, there are a couple of places maybe a little too personal, but uh, it was mostly my experiences. And uh, the one great thing about when you go, when you have a big publisher like Simon & Schuster... It gets fact-checked and, you know, the lawyers go through it and all that stuff. So anything that was like maybe they weren't sure of, they just double-checked. Like with, you with did not have Angelina Jolie's baby. That's not I did your, not. That's exactly. a, that you know, got like fact-checked. Yeah. Check I, that it out. It was in the first draft. But uh, anything in, Did anything in the book become material for your act? Or did yes. anything from your act become... Uh, like a chapter in the book or it was more that uh, as i was writing um i'm like oh i wonder if i could do that that one on stage like one of the things i, I talk about is uh when you're you know that it's such a magical experience when you're when your baby is born you're in the delivery room and it's just it just touches your soul it's really an amazing experience and in the excitement i forgot to ask the doctor about doing the father stitch you guys know that if you don't know what that is it's uh when a woman gives birth a certain part of her anatomy enlarges to accommodate the child exiting Occasionally, that part of their anatomy needs to be sewn back up. Yes, the sure. father stitch is that one extra stitch for the father. Right. And I asked the doctor to do it, and he wouldn't do it. I said, come on, doc, let's do the father stitch. What's the problem? He goes, sir, your wife had a C-section. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of rules Just in this put hospital. It in. Just put it in there, man. <laughs> nice. I was so nervous Like if they said anything. And my wife didn't time out her epidural properly. So ended up giving a natural birth, and I'm just, I was the worst with helping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, to this day, she'll never forget. We actually, for the first child, were up in San Francisco and had to take one of those classes where they, you know, lay everybody down on the floor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had done, I'd been doing sketch comedy. I had been doing uh, stand-up. I was working about Everything 70 hours Lamaze. a week. I didn't realize, <laughs> I fell asleep. And every she had to wake me up when all nice. the parent, uh, the dads were supposed to be giving their wives massages. Actually, fell asleep at my wife's wow. feet. Brilliant! And she kicked me. Now, uh, now they kind of snapped too. Did they have at the Lamas class? Do they have the dolls? Yes. Did you practice with? And that's like uh, you know the nurse knows if you give a doll to a comedian. I'm like, okay, comedian, comedian. comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I freaked out that. He goes, how are you not going to, you know, pretend it's talking and yeah, walking exactly. around? Yeah, exactly. You know. Well, I think, I, I mean, I've, I've been talking about this on stage. I think the whole thing's a big scam that men started. I don't know who started Lamaze, but I'm guessing it's some dude who was like, I want to be a part of, like, I want to make it seem like I'm a part of this, this birth. Because men say, we had a baby. We didn't do crap. Women do all the work. And some dude came up with this idea of, we'll become breathing coaches and be there to remind the woman to breathe. When has a woman ever forgotten to breathe? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's a big scam, Lamaze. It's, oh. it's some dude who was trying to get brownie points, sure. and he put us in this crap now. Oh, I love watching Mad Men. It was, I think, the last season that they just shot. Uh, well, about two years ago. Uh, but they, who was it? I think it was having, uh, I forget all their names. Uh, Peter or whatever is showing up and uh, having his first baby. And they just sent him away. Yeah. The yeah, mother-in-law yeah. and the mm -hmm. father-in-law. Go out there and smoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go have a Dr. Pepper in the uh, waiting room and see you later. That was yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, uh, we'll, we'll call you when it happens. Yeah. And that's, Go buy some cigars. My wife was going to, I started petting her head. I didn't know what I would do. I was mm -hmm. started petting her head. And she looked at me and she's, get the hell away <laughs> from me. Oh, yeah. Right now. Oh, yeah. Or I'll kill you. Dude. 
Dude, Baby One, I'm sorry. I, this is all this is all experiences. I don't know if you have this sure. in the book, but oh, like yeah. there, Baby One, uh, my wife, it was me, my wife, my, my wife's mother, some mother-in-law, and a doula. We'd we'd paid for a doula. See, I think that's in a the total delivery rip-off. room. In the in the in the uh, wait whatever in her room waiting, and then once it was time to go in, right. then uh, then it was just they, they only let you in. But but right. but before because we were going for natural, and it ended up being C-section. Right, right. But what you were just saying, mother-in-law and me, we were getting reamed. We would walk in, hey, how are you? Get out, okay, uh, ma'am, the mother-in-law. Maybe you should deal with her. Uh, she kicked me out too. So we're both outside, and the doula became the saving grace because the doula was someone who wasn't that close to us and became her best friend and got us through it. So it was worth the whatever. So she, I don't became, know how much. she became evil? She became, no, the doula became, doula no, became. wife. Oh, Who wife became evil. Oh, wife she was became, telling you guys to get out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, wife now, was, did they have epidurals? Yeah, the epidural, they had yeah. everything. It was, it was, it was, she was Normally like 30-something hours of labor, man. Oh, oh that's what does it. I mean, we, we had two scheduled C-sections. Oh, you know, it was yeah. like, all right, you go in, you come out with the baby. You're done. Yeah, it, and I'll tell you that really, as far as I'm concerned, that's natural childbirth. It is, is now, it, right? You, you go in. I was very lucky. No <laughs> epidural. She was 35, 40 minutes in wow. labor. It was. It was like she had diarrhea, and the baby came out. It was yeah. like it was <laughs> that quick. Wow. Yeah. You're, you watch Latina though. See, so see that makes sense. <laughs> there you have it. Why? No, speaking of Latina, let me tell you something that's very racist on my part. But the, uh, I was so excited when I saw uh, nappy curly hair coming out of her. Cause I didn't. I was. I had my biggest fear was I was gonna be walking around. My wife is Latina. Was breach? No. <laughs> no. No. I saw the head came out. Yeah. The head came out, but it was my hair. <laughs> my biggest fear was I was gonna be walking around town all day with Diego. So people gonna be constantly going. So are you the football coach? No, I, this is actually my kid. So when he came out with this nice tight curly hair, I actually had a double cry. What, a double, a double cry. Both eyes. Cry for the baby and a double cry for the black baby. My brother's doing something now that's well. I mean, he's always been a little bit of a party animal and gone out and drank it up. You know, he goes out with his friends a lot. But he's having his third kid, and he goes out quite a bit. Wow. And really, like, um, this weekend he or next napping. Well, yeah, I think he's doing a lot of napping. I think he gets to do whatever he wants. And he goes out. But I was talking about a function that my whole family's going to, my cousin's graduation. And he said, no, nah, I'm going to the city to go out with my friends. Every time somebody has a new baby, we all go out and we have a baby bachelor party. So... Like, and so this big pack of guys goes out and just goes That's crazy. Funny. But he's doing that every weekend. There's That's why he keeps excuse. having babies. Yeah, because he's just wasted. He's going uh, to keep having... But I, just saying, know, I, just, I want another party. The guy's sort of turning to booze, uh, and I think people are... The responsibility is there. You are having a kid, and you have to be a man. Well, I, I touch on that why guys are so freaked out about having kids, and I think the reason is because it's the one permanent thing we do in our lives. Everything else was already here when we got here. You know, you can always get out of a job or, or whatever. But, man, a kid you make. So it freaks us out because it's something... You know, guys, deep down, I think we all want to do the right thing. We all want to be responsible. We want to be good dads. And that's what freaks us out so much. This is permanent. This is it. Are we ready? And, um, you know, there, there's a saying. I remember my doctor said that no guy wants a baby until it's in his arms. That's hmm. when things click in. It's like women, when they're pregnant, it's automatic. We're like, oh, I don't know. But then once we hold that baby, everything goes away. All those fears and 
in insecurities, and then it's uh, it cl- that's where it clicks in for us. Well, that's let's a good point. let's take that's a break. Sean Kemp told uh, me. And um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a break. Yeah, we'll take. We'll, ta- we'll go to a taco break. Taco break. <laughs> taco too. Are there tacos here? No, no. Tacos. Uh, wait. Uh, so we'll have uh, a little break, and then we'll come back. Hey guys, uh, thank you very much for listening. I uh, just want to tell you quickly about iTunes. Some people have been very nice and given us great uh, comments on there and ratings, but if you have not, please go on there and do that. That'd be great to inspire other people to listen to the Minivan Men podcast. I also encourage you to subscribe officially on iTunes, and please also drop us a line. Thank you very much. We are back. We're here with Chris Mancini talking about his book, Pacify Me. Uh, we were talking a little bit about, when we went on break, the um, my brother drinking. And uh, <laughs> and also just the, the fear of this permanent fixture in your life that you didn't really have before. I mean, now everyone's relatively young. And, um, you know, you're in your 30s and you've had a job for a significant amount of time, hopefully, you're having this kid this is ideally how it happens sure, Otherwise, sure. you're 18 yeah. and you're being thrust into it you're probably not reading the book right. but, <laughs> no. um <laughs> what's happening is say okay you're responsible and the baby is there any truth to the fact have you read that babies look like their fathers so they don't eat them have you ever uh i haven't heard the second part <laughs> you mean eat the breasts you mean or no mm-hmm. eat the actual baby like all mammals have children uh and initially the babies look like their fathers so in the wild they you mean in not. the wild but not like it's cedar sinai now no, no thing <laughs> has there ever been an instance where the baby doesn't look like the father and he hey him. he tried to eat him what, <laughs> yeah. what's going on he couldn't help himself <laughs> I have no idea. I just know that <laughs> with so my kids yeah. <laughs> right away when they did sort of come out, it was if you compare the baby photos. That's of, why they feed you before the baby is born. The <laughs> nurse right. comes in with a tray of food. Yeah, right. so, yeah, you, should, you should really eat something, <laughs> sir. Like, yeah. So the baby's about to arrive. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. a hamburger. Make yeah. sure you are stuffed. No, yes. you know, um, this burger looks like my baby. Here, I have a, because you were talking about the thing of, you said the doctor had said to you that, uh, you know, men men know they have a baby when, when the baby's in their hand, not, you know, right. in their arms. Did you do the, did you do the talking to the be- the pregnant? Because my wife always wanted me to talk to the pregnant belly. Oh, there was all sorts of stuff. Music, talk to it, feel, feel like, why don't you want to feel it? Because I've seen Alien. I don't yeah. want to feel, you know, the weird alien kick and, you know, all that stuff. But, uh, um, you know, it, it's where, you know, women, they love every single part of the entire process. Yeah. Even the morning sickness. And uh, I remember my wife would just throw up all the freaking time, you know. I don't know why they call it morning sickness. Just call it sickness. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I finally started sleeping wrapped in plastic. <laughs> Did you one throw night, up back on her? <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one night, although she ate watermelon, I felt like I was at a Gallagher concert. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so it it just um, really went, the, the worries never stop either. That's what No, that's what's so about. crazy. And it's like, oh, well, what's the worst fear? And then you realize, oh, well, there's only one huge fear. And that's that something's going to happen to your kid. There. That's all you have to worry about. 
like, well, wait, that's a huge thing. Right. <laughs> that a, does not go away from I, me. I was so terrified. It's just different camping. flavors of that as they get older. Sure. Then like, oh, well, yeah. that, that's all it is. Because I remember when they, were, when, when they were younger babies, you know, our kids are toddlers and big kids now, but when they would be asleep... And then they wouldn't move for a while. Oh, right, right. Like, you gotta hey, check. you got to check. See just a little movement or yeah, pop yeah, yeah. a lip like my son. Mm. But what's Mirror. funny, it just happened oh, to me. <laughs> it just happened to me this weekend. My son was, it was like, he, he, he shouldn't have been tired. But mm. he was in the back and he was sleeping. And I kind of pulled over and had to give him a little, hey, you, you know, show me something. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little scared, like something might be wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, oh, where did this bottle of ether come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it starts when they were sleeping. I think it was the first couple months. I mean, I was just terrified that they were going to use sudden infant death syndrome. Yes. And well, you mean because all of the uh, TV and internet keeps telling you that your wife Does your wife read all that stuff and freak out? Thank God she got too tired. To read too much stuff, but at first, oh yeah, the first pregnancy it is like on online, and you know, yes. like any little bump or like what something's wrong. Like our new thing now is our two year old has a sleep disorder where he just he just won't fucking sleep, and it's it's been it's been killing us. And now the next thing is that uh, my wife's afraid. Well, now he's going to be stupid because he's not getting enough sleep. Oh you know, God. like really? it, like it's it's going to affect his. What do you call no sleep? Yeah. <laughs> what, no. What do you call no sleep? Like. Oh, where he um he, he will go to bed. Show. He'll go to bed at ten p.m. and wake up at four and be ready for the day and not take a nap. Oh like my god! Well, that's like why he'll go 14, is he going to bed at ten p.m.? Why our kids are starting to get ready for the, bed at seven thirty? It's crazy. This kid won't sleep, and I think the problem is that there is no problem. Like this kid just doesn't need sleep. It's getting better now, but we had about a year where this kid just would not How old? sleep. He's he's almost three now, and now he's evening out. He's have, starting to sleep. Have more. you hired a nanny that shows up at four a.m. to? Oh, be a with night the kid? nurse. Oh my god, <laughs> believe me, that was on the table. That was really. So who gets up at four? So we split it, and then uh, and but at the but the problem is, once a child is screaming at four a.m. Not a lot of sleeping goes on in the house. Everybody after that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, but are you doing the thing where you just tough love and force him? We to tried say, every possible solution that was on the internet. And anything from blackout curtains, the clock that turns colors and changes time, the, uh, you know, letting them cry and, you know, the crib, toddler bed, big bed, everything. And finally, it was just time. He finally is like, you know what? I'm almost three. I'm going to sleep a, a solid eight hours now. So night. he's sleeping from what to what? Now he's sleeping uh, from about uh, nine to six. And we feel like we've won the freaking lottery. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's you know, that's... That's where we're like, we're, we're, we had to get to nine to six. If my, if, if our kids start waking up at six, there would be a smackdown in our <laughs> house. My wife is so furious. She doesn't take any crap at all. And she has these kids on such a schedule that the minute and second they try to break it. See, my daughter has got me just it's so wow. whipped that I'll let her in bed at any time. Right. My wife turns into a demon at <laughs> night and will kill them if they get out of bed. Out of bed yeah. So as granted, we actually had to switch, you know, places in bed where they would hit me first as a <laughs> buffer just so I could keep them away from her. She'd grab and get back to your bed right now. Oh, it's okay, you got, honey. You gotta you know? have that. It's a beautiful thing. I well, wish my wife were more like that. My wife's like last week with the week, because we got a four month old. Mm-hmm. And we've just started to do this, like get her get her to sleep through the night without feeding her in the middle of the night. Because if you give her milk in the middle of the night, she's, she's going to keep getting up because that's right, what right. that's her prize. Mm-hmm. So she's been doing all right actually. She went right away, and she would get up a little bit. And you're not supposed to get her, pick them up out of the bed either when they start crying. You're supposed to just keep them there, keep honey. There. It's okay. Sure, sure. Maybe give her the pacifier. Mm-hmm. And so last night she was crying and crying, and she wouldn't take the pacifier. She was really annoyed. And my wife came kind of charging in, and I happened to be behind the door. So my wife opened the door. 
and I'm not there because she was sleeping in the other room. So she sees just the baby crying and I'm not there. And I saw her for a second, like freak out and like almost dive slash fly to the crib because she thought I'd, she, I don't know where she thought I was. And she's like, oh my. And I was like, shh. I was, I was like, be quiet. I was like, if you can't handle it, get out of the room. I was yeah. like, get you out of the room. You can't deal with this. You need to get out right now. You can't handle the crying. <laughs> you, want the cry, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. It's so weird because you never know. To like our six-year-old, great sleeper, nope, never had a problem with the you know six-year-old forever since she was you know eighteen months slept great, and then the other one is like, okay, well, she slept for both of them apparently. Now in our business, though, I feel like we're handicapped more than these other guys. Where you have a guy like Graham Elwood, who uh, I mean, because he's married without, he has no kids, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so he has this wonderful ability to travel and go on the road and go and sleep. out. He has the wonderful ability to nap whenever he and wants and sleep. And just we've already talked about that. It's just it's so nice to have that freedom. But I think anybody who has a couple kids and has to wake up at six and then be out here at six p.m. and then do it all over and over and over and over again with these kids, just sort of we're we're handicapped more than most people. I mean, I really do feel like uh, it's your schedule is different. There's there's no oh why don't we just do this. No, you you can't do that anymore. You have to schedule every single thing, everything from a uh, you know just going to the movies, going to dinner, just picking up the kids. Everything is a schedule. Was that in the book too? You talk about like like learning that you have to like schedule life, basically. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's like uh, like you know guys complain that their their life is over, and it's not it's not over. It just changes. In fact, if anything, it's like having a baby. So when before the babies come, we keep thinking about what's being taken away. But when the baby comes, we realize what's been added. So it's really just a, a, a subtraction, addition kind of thing. And uh, the other thing you realize is that, you know what? You, you're not going to miss some of the things that you, you used to do. It's like uh, you, you have that uh, inner child. I'm like, well, you're not going to lose your inner child. That's what helps you raise the, uh, the, the baby. What you lose is your inner teenager. You yeah. know, the guy that's going that out partying gone. and, you know, can't wait to get laid all the time. It's like, well, you know, he's been around for a while. You know, you don't really need him anymore. <laughs> Except if you're my brother, who's yeah. gonna? This is gonna catch up with him. This is more is he, on this he's later. Married? Yeah, married with three kids. Oh wow! So he's still out, still going out, around partying, doing it. <laughs> partying anyway. with the inner teenager that wants to get yeah, laid. Yeah, inner teenager. No, not with no laid part. Just no, I'm he's saying, out. But I'm saying like really that, 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 that energy. There's the energy of not, not that he's getting laid. I'm saying the energy of because I was saying like I think I think kids are the biggest cock blockers. So it's like they ruin like they, that. That's not even an option anymore. Unless uh, you're at the mall. Hello. Yeah. Mm. It's like having yes. a mall with your kid. And uh, oh, look, he's dad material. He's already done it. <laughs> if you could leave anybody with any advice, a new father. I mean, just really advice for a new dad was the one thing that you would actually grab them and tell you know what them. the and and it started with the why i wrote the book and uh, you being freaked out about having a kid is okay and don't worry it will get better and you're you're gonna love it that's like because uh, no one tells a guy it's cool to be freaked out about having a kid you should be freaked out about having a kid the guy that's not freaked out about having a kid you got to kind of watch that kid. sure you know that, that guy you always think oh he was such a nice guy a nice boy you know yeah, yeah. so the guy on the bell tower yeah I wonder if an adulterer goes through this, like a guy who has a kid out of wedlock. Does he go through these same? Like, did Arnold, Arnold. go through this? Yeah. <laughs> well, he had it with the nanny, so he's yeah. like, "Well, she's going to keep taking yeah, care of him." Exactly. <laughs> hey, what's the name of the book, and where do people get it? Uh, the name of the book is "Pacify Me: Handbook for the Freaked Out New Dad." You can get it anywhere, uh, any bookstore or an Amazon. But if you want a signed, personalized copy, I'll make it out to whoever you want. Uh, get it at comedyfilmnerds.com. 
Perfect. Great, man. Thanks for hey, coming on the Chris show. Chris Mancini. You do one more section with us, right? Segment. That's sure. right. You're going to stick around. We're oh, going to yeah, talk about around. bullying, yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, this is comedian Peter Berman, and uh, next week on the Minivan Men, I'm going to be talking about vacations, being sold out by my nine-and-a-half-year-old kid, and all things kid sports on the Minivan Men. We're back. Uh, we are still with our guest, and uh, glad to have Chris Mancini here, author of the book Pacify Me. We um, wanted to talk about, and Chris, you brought this up, yeah. uh, bullies, because uh, every school has them. Eventually, you're well, going to quota. deal with them. There's a quota. They there's have to quota. have two, <laughs> and one of them has to be an Asian girl. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's her name, actually, Bully. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a bully situation now because we had one at school, and have you run into this yet? You're you're lucky because your kid is the bully. My kid is the bully, and he's, a, he's, he's one of the younger kids, but he's still a bully. He kicks ass. He's a, he's a, my my kid is my no my kid is actually the sweetest kid. He's just a rambunctious kid. No, nice. um, so he doesn't realize he's being the bully. He just goes like you know you know how like in football they give the the football to the running back right. and they just keep running. So whenever I've seen this happened recently twice, where he was playing with the other kid and, he, and he's like, and the other kid's bigger than him and he's like mowing over the other kid and the other kid's like, stop, stop, and my kid's like, ah, stop, yeah, stop. <laughs> he loves hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, don't you understand? Stop. And part of it might be because we're I'm trying to teach him Farsi, Spanish, well, teach and him English. Teach him tap out. Tap out. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I should. Right, right, I should. Yeah. So what is you? What is your bully, bully situation? Going this kid on? is a little older than my son. Now my son, first of all, I'm, I'm trying to figure. It's like a weird uh, middle thing where I'm stuck with, do you punch him back or do you run and tell us or do you tell a teacher? Because A, that's the right thing to do so they won't get in trouble. And then B, you don't want to raise a bitch. You know what I mean? Right. So what, what age? Six. Teen. Oh, no, I'm joking. Oh, yeah. six, six years old. And the other, the other kid's like almost seven and he's kind of tall and gangly. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much as a bully, but this kid will like pick up something and like a bat or a knife or whatever and you a know, knife whatever he's like <laughs> i think he's a little slow so my kid plays with him kind of but doesn't really want to but the parents are friends but like the other day he picked up something and started chasing my kid and so i chased both of them and i was like what are you doing and the kid was like he's like my son was like he was about to hit me with that and i said well you pick up something else and hit him back and i got cussed because i was pissed because it just re it reminded me of you know the bully situations that I ran into, and I'm upset. I'm down. I was like, we don't run from nobody, and blah 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 blah. And if something happens, you take a bat and you whack them. And, oh, then, I to and then, yeah. then I had to. Then I, I was pissed. Go, go then I had for to the gather kneecap. myself. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I know a hitman. Wait a minute. <laughs> so I gathered myself and I said, No, that's not the right thing to do. If you do see him about to do something to you or your, and he, you know, he threw something at my at my, at his, at my daughter. Now that's when I was ready to put my own hands on. Him. I was like, You know what? I'm about to beat up a six year old because he threw like a. You know, remember those uh, the kettle, not the kettle corn, but the, the popcorn that comes in a little tin big thing? Big can of popcorn, yeah. yeah. A big giant can the of tin. popcorn, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he threw the tin and hit my daughter in the head. Oh, you like, mean the lid of it? Frisbee. The lid. Okay, got it. But yeah. I thought it was a frisbee, he, yeah. man. He aimed it. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah, like, he's good. He's skilled. <laughs> I was like, why is there a laser dot on your head? Yeah. And then bam! So I was like, okay. Yeah, the second day, I'm so, so protective of my daughter. The second daughter, somebody touches dude, my daughter, it's like, it's gonna, somebody's going to get killed. Yeah, you'll find anybody. 
So I, I was I, I, I want to talk to you guys about that because I don't know what to do at times. You well, know what I mean? guy, and it's only happened once or twice. Like one time, he threw something at my son, and my son took it and hit him in the head with a bowling pin, and this kid cried. But then it was like, ah, he was back for more. Like, okay, this <laughs> kid like, is little Damien. You know what I mean? WWF. Like, he's Damien on steroids. So There's not as much cause and effect that we would like to see for them get <laughs> at, at around six. Yeah, I, I've had it come up a couple times. I mean, Lorenzo, was about, my son is about to turn nine. And over the years, he's been around, you know, we're in Silver Lake, uh, Eagle Rock, all these hipster, don't parent. And so these people, oh, look, they're just playing aggressively. He's such a boy. Were they wearing ski caps? Yeah. It's, it was <laughs> the ski cap set on the back of the right. yeah, head. Yeah, a little bit of hair showing. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> Big glasses that were purchased at, you know, uh, uh, Urban Outfitters. Right? <laughs> so um, there is such a boy. He's such a boy. No, so he's funny. a Jerk. This yes. kid. So <laughs> we tell Lorenzo this, um, and this is how. Uh, first time you go tell a teacher. Well, first of all, you say no. Right. Then it's tell a teacher. Then if somebody hits you, you hit them right back. And that's just one, two, three. So first of all, you say, don't do that. I don't like that. And it's I messages. That's what my wife has told me, that uh, they need to be instructed. I don't like it when you uh, chase me. You better me. watch. Apple might have that copyrighted. <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like it when you chase me. I don't like it when you throw it at my that stuff in my head. Stop it and don't do it again. So you have your kids tell them directly. Right. And then get an adult involved. And then if they hit you a third time, same same kids, same situation, you have a free license to pop them back. And that's told, how it's always my, worked. When I told my son he can hit him back, his eyes lit up. Like, really? Today he told me, he's like, but I'll, I won't go to jail? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, you won't go to so jail. Is, is the kid a lot bigger than him? Or just yeah, a little he's bigger? a little bigger. And yeah. he's gangly and he's goofy. What, what, he's, are the, what do the kids' parents do? What, is his, what are his parents? Nothing. He has those parents. He has these oh. super ultra hip uh, look, Chris, like I'll get up, you know, I'm a helicopter, you know, I see some, I'm, yeah, I'm right, bear. Right. I'm the same way. Look, Chris, yeah, yeah. just sit down. They're having fun. I go, they're on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm, and, but these dudes are like, they don't care. I'm like, no, we got to care. I'm all over it. And, uh, you know, they, they were talking about my kids again, went camping this last weekend without me. My son, you know, he'll tell me some stuff last night, laying down with him, put him to sleep. He goes, there's this kid up there. Every time parents turn their back, he was drinking Coke Zeros. And so he goes, <laughs> he's sneaking Coke Zeros, and he's getting all crazy on the Coke Zeros. <laughs> so that was like, I, my son's not drinking a Coke Zero because yeah. I'm on it. Yeah. I'm not going to let him go and do that. And yeah. These people just let them go. Well, that kid and probably let them go. not allowed to drink Coke Zeros. Has to sneak them. He has to sneak his Coke Zeros. <laughs> he got my son. He loved them Coke Zeros. Yeah. <laughs> And he was just drinking them, but this is also the kid who's just flipping out because he's over caffeinated yeah. and freaking out and running around. Like people just don't monitor as much as they should. There's there's a nice balance to that, and knowing if your kid is the a hole is a big part of that. Definitely. Yeah, and, and I think too, it's like some parents are really aware of it. Like you could tell, like if a kid gets aggressive, then some parents are like right on top of it. No, you can't do that. And other parents are like, ah, it's it's just he's being yeah. a kid. No, nope. no, no, no. He's your kid. He's I, being your kid. I tend to be, I've gotten more and more aggressive with my son with like being on top of it. And, and he's just turning three. So he's, I think sometimes it feels like. Does he sleep? He does sleep at least. Damn. He doesn't wake up at four. <laughs> but but he's, not, he's not the best sleeper either. I mean, he goes like 9, 30, 10 and then wakes up at six or seven. But mm -hmm. still, um, he, I've gotten to a point of 
trying to be really aggressive with it because I want to nip it in the bud. Yeah, yeah. Because I know if I'm not around and he's doing stuff, and it's and actually it makes me feel so good when I come like when I pick him up at school and they're like, he was such a good boy today because yeah, like, there was yeah. a baby at school. Like, oh, he's playing with the baby and like and generally he's, he's just a good kid, but he just gets into these situations. You know, like I had a we had some friends over um, who were telling us about they they live in Costa Rica and this girl is Costa Rican and she was talking about she's uh, cute. Well, she was talking about how a um, a boy at school was picking on her daughter, and they went straight Uh, up. She said right away, "I just was like," she said a couple times, like she came home with like a bruise and a this and a that. She said, "I took a pillow, I set it up, I said that's the boy, and I start punching it." And she started training her daughter for revenge, like a movie. Wow! I teach my daughter how to punch. I teach her how to drop an elbow when somebody's down, and uh, I, I really do. She drops an elbow <laughs> like that. A little somebody. pro wrestling oh move. My yeah. God. No, my I'm little not. princess. My little princess. Don't mess her. She hits with the knuckles and she, mm-hmm. she can jab and she blocks. Like yeah. it's great. Because when you sit on the couch and I just punch with her because I don't want anybody She's to ever. She's getting expelled try. if she drops her elbow. <laughs> <into> <laughs> <the> <laughs> <head>. <laughs> right now. She <laughs> drops her elbow. They be like, Finish <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Madrigal, she went right for the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> and got up and did like a macho <laughs> man. Randy's what, what age are they? Uh, okay. Uh, old enough to go to karate. My kids are now. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. They, they, you know, Four, start them young in L.A. too. Oh, that's you know, because yeah. there's always somewhere like start your kids early. There's always like karate camp, or you know, yeah. they make the little uniforms. Yes. And it's just it's another scam. It's like, like Don what? Barnes karate camp. Have you seen a karate camp? She's like this woman who's created like a franchise with karate schools, and they're all over. And it's it's like a scam. Not a scam, but it's like two hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Most karate schools are like a hundred bucks. We put it, Lorenzo was in jujitsu when he was four. And, um, Did he like it? He didn't like it? He, like, what happened was he loved it until nobody matched up with him. A couple of his friends left. Uh, and he was the only five year old there. <laughs> oh, and then oh. a six year old came and just beat the crap oh, out of him. Uh, and was too aggressive. Right. And got up and went, oh! At six, like he was his the dad son. had taught him how to drop an elbow. He's the son. <laughs> yeah, that's where it started. No, the son of a highway patrol guy. Oh jeez, oh, who was all fired up? Just Latino highway patrol kid yeah. with a buzz cut. Oh my god! And got up and why was... are you bringing in the nightstick? <laughs> I wonder if bullies are sons of other bullies. Yeah, I, you know what? Or is we have a, a bully. Let's, at a... let's Google that. Well, we have. That's a, a, no, that's a great question. Or is it yeah. like a? Or is it a kid? And I'm sure it's this too. Kids who don't get enough attention from their father, or their parents that feel like they maybe need to be, you know, get some attention by being aggressive with the other kids, or we, maybe, or maybe the kid is getting bullied. We have a bully situation at Lorenzo's school. It was last year and this year, and there's a bad kid. Now, how do you who, how do you work on that? With this, you have to work with the school. We, my have... wife went to the school uh-huh. to tell the principal who I think at that point said we don't have a bullying policy, which they probably should. Doesn't LA, all of, every school well, this is a policy? private okay. uh, school in Pasadena. And they said, we're going to, you know, the parents will talk to the teacher. And I think the teacher works it out and separate. Everyone's aware of it. Mm-hmm. So, but this kid was talking to girls. There's a nerd in the class. Sending girls over, second grade girls, to choke the nerd. 
Whoa. So imagine how humiliating that is, is that the bullies having these little kids. The bully's kids. a pimp. Yeah, he's yeah. a pimp. He's like a yeah, mafia. He's a mafia king. This yeah. guy's over. He's an MMA pimp. He's a kingpin. <laughs> and having... There's a hit on that kid over there with the glasses. Having a younger girl it's gonna be like a, you? He's going to be like a super villain. <laughs> yeah, that kid. it really is. <laughs> hey, you, skinny fingers, come here. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you do? I think there. you tell your kid, one, two, three. I mean, that's what we ultimately came up with, is one, you know, say no. Two, go tell somebody, I said no, and he's still doing it. And then hits you again, boom. You get to strike back. Guess I, who gets I think they respect that, it. too. I think bullies respect getting hit. I mean, they don't like it, but like they, they go, oh, this guy can fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? It catches them off guard. Well, yeah. that's the one thing they kind of understand is, you know, is you know, a guy that's bullying you like you. Hit me and yeah. I'll hit you back. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all that really cognates. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it, would your our wives say the same thing? Actually, this is about my oh. wife bullying me. <laughs> there is no kid. My Chris is the six year old. My <laughs> wife is kicking my ass. I'm your going to drop the elbow later <laughs> on this evening. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Chris um, Mancini! Oh, great to be here. Thanks, Thanks guys. Where are you for next? Although we don't know when this is going to air, but where can yeah. we see you? <laughs> Uh, I've got some shows coming up in uh, July, second week, Bloomington, Indiana, and uh, at the Comedy Cellar, and fourth week in July, um, Cincinnati, at some club that I can't remember. Better yet, where can people find your schedule? Always. Comedy Mainly, film nerds, right? You can do comedy film nerds. Yeah, there's a uh, there's the schedule. You can find my schedule and Graham Elwood's as And well. a very funny podcast. If you love movies, you should be listening to comedy film nerds. Great. Good seeing you, man. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.